a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Hey, I have a quip. You have a quip. We'll put that for a quip. It's just cadals. Perfect. That's a, yeah. That's one to always go to. You know, it's just a nice little beat, like the heart line. You know, that was like a foghorn beep coming in from the sea. Yeah. Well, I wanted to be like super intimate. I should have. I should turn the gain up and just like molested my microphone as I beeped. Like that. That's what the ideal thing would have been. But I just we can go back with the magic of editing. Yeah. A farty beep. A farty beep. Yeah. Or like a question fart beep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to Witty Banter, episode number ninety-nine. Oh my god! Oh my god! Shit. We're about to be triple We're on digit the precipice. Boys. My jingles, man, uh, the jangling. Hundred is next episode. That's going to be a special one. But you know what? This is also a very special one because not only do we have a few news topics, and not only are we reviewing the Dave Chappelle skit at the end of this, mm-hmm. we also have a special guest on the show. A special guest that's easily much cooler than we are. Yeah, so. I could tell. This is excellent. And Mr. Nick, yeah, I could tell. I could feel Salazar. it. Salazar. <laughs> It's, it's in me. I know no one can see right now, but I'm putting my finger up as you're saying cooler than you guys because I'm like I'm trying to lower the expectations that everyone has for me. No, 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 no. When well, you got just, on here, you said I'm gonna blow everybody's minds. I'm ready to do this. <laughs> you guys are all gonna. Look yeah, like that's called lying. Oh, like that. I've never. Done it's cra- like, like I know we got past 2016 and all the lying crap, but actually. It actually followed us in the 2017. Yeah. So I just really want to keep with traditions. Yeah, they told us it wouldn't. But again, that was a lie. So that's perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for being on the show, Nick. Uh, I know a little bit about you. Um, I know you're fairly in, uh, invested in the Destiny community. You have a nice little background with video games as well. But if you just kind of want to, you know, maybe give a little spiel about exactly who you are, why you're so amazing, why you're so important, why, why everybody here? loves you. <laughs> do I start with the Nobel Peace Prize or do I go to like... The, no, just talk about the know, how I say. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about those. <laughs> okay, so uh, I, I'm Nick. Do we do it like AA where everyone says hi, Nick? After hi, hi Nick. Nick. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. Um, so <laughs> perfect show for you. <laughs> yeah, right. I appreciate you guys. Um, so I used to be uh, when Chase met me. I was actually I was a journalist, and I was covering the election. I was a journalist for about four years. Uh, didn't end well. Not a journalist anymore. Uh, there's a We're hole in my leg from being a journalist. That's a story for another time. Oh, and, uh, what? Dude. There was a riot in Albuquerque where I live. I, I went as a journalist. I got assaulted. That's that's the end of that. Damn. Um, super that's- into video games. Yeah. I may or may not have stayed up till 3 a.m. playing Destiny for the for the new raid last night and went to, to work dead this morning. Uh-huh. Um, the thing about Nick and I is we were like two planets passing in the universe and our gravitational wells just pulled us into this violent storm where I feel like our rapport on Twitter is quite rambunctious and hostile. <laughs> but every time we talk in person, you're just low, cool, and smooth, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm a completely different person. Like, when I don't have the fucking keyboard in front of me, I'm nothing. Like, I'm just... I, if I don't have those 140 characters, I'm just... I'm a pansy. I have to be nice to people. It's, it's terrible. That's why I just... I see why people just get mad on the internet anonymously. It's very empowering. <laughs> but then, like, like right now, see, so it would be even better. I'd be talking more shit. Had, I know everyone can't see, 
but we're all video chatting. Mm-hmm. I'd be talking more shit if I didn't know what you guys looked like. Getting, getting the spice so, all riled up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I've, you know, I feel like I've been misrepresented just a bit because you guys, you put all these fucking avenues, so it feels like we're actually all together, and I don't appreciate it. It, it you know, it was a bit of an ambush. Yeah. <laughs> You're putting us on blast here. You're exposing the secret of the show right now. Right, so we've it. actually never cut met each right other. Now. Get him out of here. <laughs> Fucking start over. Yeah, this guy's gone. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Nick, for uh, taking time yeah, out of your for, busy for Destiny playing schedule to uh, squeeze us in. I hope you don't have to stay it, up an extra it's hour. It's on right now. Oh, oh wow. yeah. it's, like, it's just muted it right now. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, okay, excellent. Well, while you're playing Destiny, uh, the rest of us are going to be drinking a beer, like always. Hunter, what are we drinking today? So today we are trying the Bellhaven Scottish Ale. It is 5.2 percent alcohol by volume, and on the back of the bottle it says the Bellhaven Brewery is one of Scotland's oldest regional breweries dating back to 1719 guys this is pre Damn. yeah this is pre declaration of independence shit uh, <laughs> Bell, Bellhaven Scottish Ale is a fully rounded ale a complex mix of malt and hop producing Bellhaven's easily recognized malted and nutty flavor so i opened it up and it has this like dank smell to it did y'all get that i wanted to i wanted to mention the smell right out of the gate because once i poured it into my cup and i took a fucking whiff it has the alcoholic smell of like an extremely light beer to me almost like a coors or something like i feel like i am just straight up smelling the alcohol side of things were you talking about did you guys dank dank because it like, fucking smells like weed. Yeah, it smells like weed. Ours, yeah. Like when ours I opened up the like bottle, I smelled the bottle and I was like, weed. man, that's got some nuts So I've in there. heard weed smells like, I don't know. I've never <laughs> smoked it. <laughs> so did you say 1719 was when? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just throwing this out there. What if the, the dank smell, what if it's smallpox? Did you ever consider the possibility <laughs> I, that you're just ingesting smallpox? the last time they cleaned their kegs were. I mean. <laughs> the Scottish dicks. Haven't cleaned our kegs in 1919. <laughs> but, uh, but it pours up really nice. It doesn't really have a big header. Uh, it's a pretty looking beer. Um, like amber. <laughs> it's a pretty looking guy. Uh, I mean, I'm really real good kind of fucking liking it. It's, it's, you know, it's filtered. You can see right through it. It's got kind of like an amberish brown, um, but have any, any of y'all taken a sip yet? I yeah, have. it's uh, it's very sweet. I feel yes. like the malt there is dense, you know, and it's not sweet in a in a way that is almost like a gimmick, you know. It's like there's a there's a big well of uh, just malty flavor here. I don't really get much of a any hop on it so far, but right now, like I can already tell that I think this is going to be a good one. And I'm always trepidatious about Scottish ales because I've had ones that have like a certain flavor characteristic that I fucking hate. I don't know. I can't ever put my <laughs> finger on it. <laughs> this one doesn't no have it. There you go. So yeah, I can report start. that. All right. Good. The, the Scottish ale doesn't taste anything like a Scottish <laughs> ale. Perfect. Approved. Cool. Um, I've taken a sip of it too as well. There's a nice little nutty undertone to it, which kind of right. got me worried because mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, I <laughs> yeah. got nut allergies. Uh, but I actually have a little bit of a history with this beer. I haven't actually like this is one of the first. I mean, I don't know what I would really put it in. I don't know if I would call it like a craft beer or not, but just, you know, a more interesting beer for me to try. This is a, one of the first ones that I've had. Uh, I tried it way back in the day on the recommendation of a guy I used to work with named Matt Barr, who was like 
that kind of uh, like movie character where he's like the extreme scientist with the crazy hair going everywhere. Yeah, but with, like, eccentrically kind of intelligent. One of yeah. the fucking smartest dudes ever. Eccentrically intelligent is like the perfect way to describe <laughs> okay. him. Right? So this is on his Thank recommendation. Yeah, Mad scientist. Yeah, he was. And when I tried it back then, I was like blown away. Yeah. But, you know, it's you've, a new me grown. now. I'm a different guy. You know, I've tried so many you've new been beers. around the block, man. People like to call me the beer master. Oh, Some people fuck. like to say Dr. Dr. Yeast uh, from another one. That's that's fucking, that one actually has gross. nothing to do. That, that actually has nothing to do with that the beer. Kind of is a shitty name. That actually, I don't yeah, like yeah. I, I got that way before I had my first beer. Actually, it was the nickname Dr. Yeast, but um, still, you know, kind of a little bit. Of I have to ask, Doctor Doctor yeah, Yeast, uh-huh. do you speak at like high school sex ed classes? Are you like the guest lecturer yeah, once yeah. a semester? <laughs> I put my costume on about- oh, and I walk in. Discharge. <laughs> just <laughs> the teacher. And now I'm going to show you kids. how to put a condom on a banana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Without getting any yeast on it. Uh, all right. So anyway, back to the beer that we're drinking about. That's all I have to say. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, I like from my sip just now. Um, like it feels a lot more subdued than I remember it being. Yeah. And I think that that really does mean. I think it's that really just has your fucking mature palate, man. You're a, you're a wiser gentleman now than you yeah, were back absolutely. there. Yeah, absolutely, of course. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm holding it to a higher standard. And also, it must have heard about my new rating spectrum and how I'm actually like keeping things right. More yeah, it wants to keep you spectrum. honest. Yeah. Wants to make you really absolutely really work for its number. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe this will uh, open up a little bit more, and we'll kind of go from there. I noticed that the header just kind of like it's almost fucking, none of it. Yeah, yeah, dissipated the second I poured it out. So. I'll keep I'll on. keep my end of it short and sweet. Uh, it is sweet. It does have the nuttiness. Um, it's kind of like a pub ale, you know. It, it drinks kind of like an English pub ale. Um, I haven't I haven't had that much experience with Scottish ales, um, so I'm kind of going fresh, clean slate. But I'm liking it. It's it's like it's complex, but it's not uh, it's not overbearing, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think you I think I agree that it'll it does have a well. Yeah. of depth that we might be uh, jumping into. But maybe not. We'll see. Well, Nick, I know you don't have a beer, but based on what we've said so far, how do you, what Guys, do you think about it? Yeah, you've, you've got a Gatorade there. So if you actually want to wait for the day. Let me tell you about this Gatorade. Yeah, like, okay. I don't know quite what's in it. It's something <laughs> I don't think most people Orange, do. Orangey, I, it's some foreign shit. I, you know, I'm not really good with foreign mm-hmm. things. Um, it tastes like orange, though. I'm going to just I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. throw that out there. They fucking stole that flavor for sure. Yeah, that's messed up. And it's... Uh, I don't think it's quite from like 1719. I think it's from, you know, some mythical time where truth doesn't matter. But um, but yeah, it's, it tastes like orange. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. And I'm, I was going to make a White House joke, but I think that's too easy. And I'm, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Cool. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, of course. Excellent. <laughs> well, we'll works. see how that Those kinda... will come later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that for the next section. Um, <laughs> yes, of course. We'll see how that Gatorade opens up for the rest of the uh, mm-hmm. episode. But let's actually open up our minds a little bit, you know. Just expand them. With a little bit of news, okay? This <laughs> is witty banter. Every time Max turns it into a song, like, 
Everybody I just else can't just resist. Yeah. yeah, I'm just, not about to be the fucking odd man out on that shit. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just can't kill it, yeah. Yeah, that's called uh, catching the yeast from Dr. Yeast. You know, that happens. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like catching STDs? Yeast, or? Yeah. It's yeah. Called, that's called a yeast train. Looks like somebody's got to go get a checkup. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking horrible, dude. Yeah, this is bad. <laughs> what have I got myself into this year? Oh, man. <laughs> Good times and great oldies. Oh, man. Well, luckily. <laughs> Nine point one. Luckily, uh, it was it was a light week for Max. I didn't really have to bring any news stories this time. We kind of got our hands full a little bit. What with having Nick on, we the we got show. some heavy hitters. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say. And plus, last time we had a guest on the show uh, who, from Nick's standards, said was half as interesting as he is. It went for about <laughs> like two hours. So I can only wasn't assume. it a blessing? Yeah, you said that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. Uh, <laughs> I've had one conversation with him in my entire life, so I'm, I'm glad that's uh, <laughs> perfect. Excellent. So I'll kind of let you guys take the the uh, the reins on this one. Chase, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll keep us light and airy. Uh, so we brought you here, Nick, for one specific purpose. You are a Destiny freak show, to put it lightly. I think you okay, would wear you. that badge with honor. And this week, we finally got the soft reveal of Destiny 2. And by the time this show airs, we will have the full-on reveal trailer. Now, In which I'll be dead from happiness. Yeah, You'll probably watch it, like, what, 15 times, maybe? I'm bankrupt from the collector's edition. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. I think this was an interesting opportunity to kind of talk about Destiny 2 because you have an extreme history with Destiny. Um, I myself played it for a few months before dropping off. And for me, I see this as a huge opportunity for them to set the slate clean and really get, um, get me hooked again. But I also want to hear your perspective and sort of what you're, what you're hoping to find in this new release and what they can do to make it better and what they can do to also surprise us. All right. So I'm going to start off. Um, I got destiny, um, you know, vanilla, as we call it, vanilla destiny, OG destiny, no, no story destiny, nothing to fucking do destiny. Um, day one, I didn't understand it. I played it for like a week. I got through the story. I think I was like, I don't understand how the fuck to level up. I don't know what the light system is. Fuck this. And then I, believe it or not, I was done with it for like four months. And then um, I didn't buy either DLC. And then I uh, came back to play some PvP. Because say what you will about Destiny, but it's a bungee shooter. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason why I even stay with it as long as I did was I only played PvP just because it was fun to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Mechanic wise and at its core, it's a fucking bungee shooter. It's, it's tight. It's, you know, it's a methodical shooter. It's uh, destiny. Not so much, but you know, has elements of, uh, you know, being an arena shooter, like um, Halo in its glory days. I won't go into talking shit about five, which is awful, but, (laughs) believe me yeah. <laughs> it's awful it's awful and if we want to hear chase having you know a fucking uh a stroke halo reach is clearly the superior halo in the halo franchise Actually, and that, we can, okay <laughs> wrapping this back up it's a good First shooter so i went back idea. um i started playing uh you know the multiplayer scene um iron banner here and there and then i it fucking clicked the the gear like fuck the looter shooter element fucking got me pretty quickly and i've been playing it for about two and a half years straight since um it's just yeah it's just rewarding like once you get it and once it gets its hooks in you and granted vanilla destiny i don't think did enough to explain what the fuck it needed to is clearly all of you guys are like yeah there's nothing to do yeah um once it got its hooks in me i fucking loved it i well what is what is getting it to you i mean what is getting it what is the magic what is the you constantly see 
For me, I have a giant ego, and I don't think that's a surprise to even the two people that just met me in the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Never. Um, there's just constantly something better to get. And you constantly, like, at least for me, I love having that status. Like, there's a fucking emblem I'm looking at right now for beating the new Crota raid that I fucking love. And I'm wearing it there to show everyone else, hey, I did it. No, I'm not going to help you because yeah. I'm a selfish asshole. But I did it. Why well, get things um, in order to just not let other people? Yeah, I get things. It's basically really like I'm a like a fucking pigeon who just wants bird, you know, bird yeah. fucking yeah. Bird, yeah. bird seed and breadcrumbs everywhere. Yeah. And just says, "Come eat, bitches." <laughs> <laughs> <just>, yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, and then you mix that in with the community aspect. So there's you know three man fire teams and there's six man raids. And then um, so it started for me. I met um Chase knows Moses. Um, he's a friend of ours. Friends, sorry. Moses is a piece of garbage. I love him, but yeah. he's, he's a bad person. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope he's listening. Anyway. <laughs> I will fight you anytime you want, Moses. <laughs> he's like a little skinny kid from, where does he live? Like New York? Anyway. Um, says the skeleton who's talking shit on say, New York? It's like <laughs> the most <laughs> pussy place on earth, right? Who's ever <laughs> been tough from New York before? Jeez. But so the community aspects is what really just drove me. And I, you know, I've had like two or three like main raid teams Every night it's, um, you know, it's, hey, do you want to do a nightfall? Tuesday's reset. Hey, do you want you want to do, a, you know, a fucking raid? It's like, if you have someone to play, dude, last night, a fucking raid. Um, <laughs> like, is this something about Destiny? I tried to get Chase to come back for a while and he was like, no, I'll go to Destiny 2 when they announce it, which I get. But fresh start. Like, Chase, why did you fall off before I get into what I care about for Destiny 2? For me, I just, um, I only cared about PvP, and I felt like they didn't offer players who are strictly PvP-focused these sort of status items that you're talking about, like the sort of kick-ass armor um, and that sort of thing. They eventually did address that with Trials of Osiris and yeah. Iron Banner, which I just wasn't there for, because at that point, like, I was just playing other things. Um, right. And so for me personally, like, I didn't find any of the campaign missions fun or engaging at all. And for all the people who, like, complain about the game not having a story, I'm not really someone who plays games for stories, but I still found the um, PvE side of things just vanilla and flat. And when I, f I did the very first raid, like, once or twice, and that was about the time that I, I stopped playing, and I was with a group of people who kind of knew what they were doing or were shepherd shepherding me through it, and... I just wasn't intrigued by the overall mechanics. Like, okay, well now stand here for, you know, this many seconds. And like, there were a couple cool, interesting aspects, like crossing into like another dimension and coming back really quick. Right. But for me, it was just like, okay, wait here. Now point to this big enemy and just unload your ammo and, and then keep on going. And, you know, that's, there was some mild platforming in there, which I didn't find like too engaging either. Overall, I just found PVE to be boring and PVP not rewarding. In vanilla Destiny, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, arguably before Taken King, that's pretty much all that there was anyway, like all the same things. But my counter-argument to that is, did you feel like there was a personal investment in your character and what you were, like, building your own, like... Legacy is a strong word, I guess, but like sure. making your mark on like becoming Destiny. legend is their slogan says. Right. Um, I felt it just like a little bit. Like anytime I did finally yeah. get something that was cool, I was like, all right, I'm I'm proud of this. Like I I, I think it's dope that my guardian's wearing a fucking cape that's got wolves on it. You know, this is I look. <laughs> yeah, I look. Right. Right. Does that wolf have a wrench? It. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but 
a, a big part of me who is obsessed with role-playing games and is obsessed with the customization aspect of them, like, I didn't find the character creator that compelling, even though their character models are, like, really oh God, pretty. No. Um, yeah. And I really hope to see that kind of like really fleshed out. And so ultimately Agreed. it was like, I'm only going to wear this one helmet because this helmet is the best for PVP. And outside of that, like everything else was just like, didn't look that great to me, you know? So, yeah. And you know, I definitely, I, you know, I see that argument. I, so destiny has gotten better consistently. I would say, I think it took a bit of a step back with rise of iron, but taking King, um, I think it's really when it hit his stride, and that's when I like just fell head over heels for it. Um, you know, I honestly think why I love it so much and why I'm going to continue to love it, like Destiny 2 is going to ruin my life. Um, <laughs> I just, it's the community. Like, you can go on Twitch probably any day of the week. Destiny will be up in the top directory of games. People love watching Destiny. Like, people love streaming Destiny. It's a great game, uh, you know, to do those things with because it's a community game. You know, people can drop in, drop out. You can help, you know, random people. I've met, you know, dozens of friends, some of which, you know, you know, I still talk to, uh, we were talking about how I'm going to E3, um, this year and I'm going to meet some of those people that I met in a fucking video game. Like that's incredible. Yeah. yeah and, um, sure. like through destiny, I've got, you know, uh, my friend Scott gives me a lot of shit, um, for, I don't mean to name drop him, but I got to fucking raid with Adam boys. who used to work for PlayStation. That's really just cool. Ra- yeah. Just one day. And then the next day was PSX and he fucking gave us in the raid team that he raided with a shout out at PSX. Yeah. And I was just sitting there <laughs> flipping my, f- I was like all these people I've never heard of on Twitter. Like just like, yo, you got a fucking shout out. And I was like, what, like what is life right now? And it's, you know, it's cool. And then, you know, I, um, I become really good friends with, um, this scumbag from uh Bungie named Scott. See, I'm telling you, and, man, uh, you're just fucking throwing out the vitriol to all your, <laughs> we're going to turn on you one day. Yeah. You're, you're going to, you're right. making that some, we, you're making some rivals. <laughs> We just put up with you for That's now, fine. man. But you're digging that grave. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, Chase, you know I don't love you yet because I don't openly talk shit about you yet. I mean, you've challenged me to fight on Twitter several times already. I feel like we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's in real life, though. Like, are you really going to... I mean, look at this. Are you really going to challenge this? I mean, Bones hurt, man. I don't man. think you understand. Bones hurt. Yeah. Look how hard this bone is. Yeah, I was going to say, you're man, gonna the fuck camera yourself takes up. off about 40 pounds of muscle, so take that into consideration. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm I'm negative forty pounds. Um, well, look, I I want to just also transition now to hear about what you want to see in Destiny Two and Max and Hunter. I also want to talk to you guys about maybe this even being a potential jumping on point for you guys because Max, I know you extended an olive branch at one point to me. You said just give me a game that yeah. you want to play together and I'll play it. I think Destiny Two might be a good one to try out because it's something that we can get on in like a weekly kind of basis and we'll have uh, people to play with and it might be something worth investing in. Uh, yeah. So I want to hear also from you guys and Hunter, it would all, you have a PS4. It'd also be great if you know you joined as well because it is not like the most intense hardcore shooter out there. Like there are other rules that people can play. So I want to kind of get all of that from you guys as well. Yeah. I was going to ask like, what is it like the barrier to entry into getting into this game, you know how how is that for a new player to come across? And if I jumped into Destiny Two, presumably it would be like a ground floor kind of base. Let's face Hopefully. it, we're noobs. Yeah, you know what you I know? mean. I don't. How I do don't want to say that. Noobs? You know right. what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, what like is it easy for me to kind of get more involved into the game, even though I have like zero experience? And I want to be like, I want to play. Like, I want to play. I don't want to say like competitively, but like I want to play competitively with the people that I'm playing with, if that makes sense. Right. So you're saying like assuming you're just jumping straight into D2, just like fucking Destiny. I saw like so when Destiny 1 was coming out, I was super stoked. 
you know, for the game to come out. I thought it looked awesome. I thought the aesthetics yeah, were great. Yeah, you and I were hyped Yeah, we were it. pretty hyped for that game, and I never ended up playing it. And then by the time I was like would have gotten around to playing it anyway, it was like a month later, and like kind of that hype had dropped off. Some negative things had kind of come out about it, and it was that sort of that first wave, right? So I just never got back into it. I heard that the DLCs and everything were fantastic and brought it back, but, you know, by that time I had already, you know, moved on. So right. I'm interested and I'm invested, but I have zero experience with Destiny whatsoever, as far as hand. Yeah, like if yeah. you were if you're gonna take how you are now in your perspective and look back at yourself when you're first starting, how would you, and what would guide you? yourself through this game? Yeah, how <laughs> would you guide yourself back to Adam Boys? Yeah, <laughs> to Adam, who no longer works at PlayStation, so it's not fun to name drop him anymore. No. Um, What's the point of even having him so, as a friend? I don't know. Yeah. I know. I should just unfollow him on Twitter. Fuck that guy. Um, (laughs) So I think this is a perfect opportunity. Like we're starting over in destiny Two. Nothing's coming over. Like the big thing with destiny one was with the exception of going from year one to two from vanilla to taken King, you just kept taking your crap with you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, someone in your position, that's probably overwhelming. Like everyone already has the best crap. Who's going to help you? this complex like who knows what fucking armor does what what roles are you know good for what and then you know the meta is constantly changing because bungie tweaks um you know stats and uh, mechanics you're starting over in destiny 2 that that goes for you know veterans and noobs alike like everyone's just starting over so the great thing about it is i don't think it's going to be a carbon copy i don't think it'll just be oh hey here's more shit to do in the same thing i think it's going to be awesome just to let everybody start over and figure it out from scratch again and, you know, if you get to start at ground level again and like you guys get to start, you know, for the first time, presumably in Destiny in general, yeah. you get to make that investment and actually care about your character other than, oop, I got to catch up. Everyone else is like two years ahead of me because yeah. I can see where that's like super overwhelming. And by that time, you're either like Chase mentioned he was kind of getting, uh, you know, sure, or carried, you know, through that raid. And I'm I'm going to guess that's probably why you didn't enjoy it too much. People were telling you what to do. It's yeah. like. Well, I'll tell you what to do to get the fucking loot. Like, that's not fun. I get that. Yeah. That's why I love raiding day one without people spoiling it for me. Because that's half the fun is figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the joy for me in Destiny is just there's constant little things that you get to before the internet inevitably spoils it. Um, discover on your own. And like Chase was saying, it's a great game just to bro out. Like, if you want to go fucking shoot, like, that uh, teaser for that... Did you see that 15-second yeah, teaser with Cade? Teaser. It's, I lost my mind. But, yeah, it's like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I fucking... I got a gun, pew, pew, I was shooting those motherfuckers. That's exactly what Destiny it's is. It's a great I was game I was like, to catch up over. It's like having a good conversation over a beer, except you're having it over a game, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, you know, if you want to boil it down to mindless shooting, that's fine. But it brings people together and <clears throat> getting pass that barrier entry and one's not going to happen. Like we're already in age of triumph, which is like the victory lap. Like it's done. You should not even be bothering to try and get into yeah. destiny at this point. Yeah. I understand that. But like, well, what do you guys see as the most daunting things as people who really kind of want to get into it? My answer but, will probably be different from his. I well, think. it's like for me. So I play a lot of fighting games and in fighting games, like your own, I'm the best. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one King uh, Two, fight me. Uh, no, but like, if I was to join Street Fighter Five today and I'd never played Street Fighter Five, I could very well just learn the game yeah. really quickly, be really good, right. move up the ranks really fast, mm-hmm. and not feel so left behind purely because like let's say, you know, Hunter's been playing Street Fighter Five for eight months and he has all the best 
fighting gloves and fighting gear and like that kind of stuff, which is what's daunting to me is that I don't know if I'm going to be able to put in all the time that I want to into a game right. like Destiny. But that game seems like it like rewards you for putting in the time, you know, because you're because there's no like, yeah, I can't make up for it with effort as much as I can just making up for it with like doing these raids and doing things like that. And that's like right. something that I would say I'm worried about the most because I'd like my, to be able to play it casually, but competitively. Mine is lead fingers, man. I've always had lead fingers. <laughs> uh, I fucking suck at precise. <laughs> fucking suck. Uh, what, about, what are you going to do for people that suck, Nick? <laughs> Uh, Look, man, and you know, I mean, like, whenever, whenever we were in high school, and you know, Chase, Chase just really tried to get me on the Halo thing, and we played Halo Three a bit, and it was fun, and I enjoyed it, but I was never good. I was never anywhere close to good. Um, I was always like happy if I was close to even on the kill count, you know. Um, so I think that I mean, my whole thing is just that like I suck at shooters, like straight up, like I'm not good at shooters. And I'm okay with playing a game that I suck at as long... I think it would largely be dependent on having my friends there and having a community there. And then that would, you know, that would make me want to get better and stuff. So I, I think those would be the main, the main things for me. Lead fingers, man. Well, I think... So <clears throat> the, the thing Destiny's... And I, you know, I disagree with it, but... The thing Bungie's done with Destiny lately has made it more accessible for people to get like to the max is what 400 now um, to level 400 without having like through your own avenues. So if you want to do it like you don't have to raid like right now, you don't have to raid to get to 400. Hmm. You don't have to play competitive uh, multi like Trials of Osiris, which, you know, if you want to have a heart attack every three seconds because you can't lose a fucking game. That's you me. know, that, <laughs> that's me, too. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't thrown shit across the room when I've missed a snipe. But that's not the point. <laughs> you can, um, you know, there's this standard PvE. You can do strikes with three people. You can mindlessly shoot things as you fuck around and, you know, talk about, uh, you know, yeast in the east. It's um, <laughs> they know me over there. That's crazy. <laughs> it's I think it's going forward. It's going to be a lot, you know, more accessible. I feel like like everybody knows, like we just discussed it. Year one in Destiny was pretty awful unless you were a hardcore player willing to put in the insane amount of time it took to get to max level. And then it was kind of like, well, what do I do now? Because that's the, you know, the road I hit myself for like three months. Granted, I've put a thousand hours into that game, so I'm not a normal human being. But there's <laughs> always something to do, I feel like. And they've been moving towards that for the better part of a year now. And I can't imagine a Destiny 2 won't be let's expand the community let's let i mean why would you not make it more accessible yeah, right right yeah like everyone knows the destiny is like i have a lot of uh friends that i would call you know not derogatory but they're casual gamers that say oh do you have destiny yeah, yeah. and i i don't play destiny as you know like a, a casual oh let's go do this thing tonight i play it as i need this pointless fucking emblem to show my you know unimportant internet, internet status yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so <laughs> You know, I really hope going forward it's more accessible because, you know, hearing stories like that, I hear that all the time. People just think it's too daunting of a task and it's going to be cool just to start over Yeah, and well, let everybody go for it. Nick, what I enjoy about your company is that you're hyper passionate about games, especially like Destiny, but you also have an intriguing, oh, well-informed side as well. No yes. one can see this, but I just got invited to do a raid. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying I'm getting all <laughs> So hurry, yeah, hurry I'm go. fuck no. up, see you guys. guys later. Let's go. <laughs> but you've also brought a piece of news yourself. So let's go ahead and transition into that. 
Oh yeah. So okay, this week the um, the House of Representatives here in the U.S. If you have international listeners, um, of course we do. Yeah, approved a all Senate, over the place. <laughs> all over the, literally like international all over. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the House of Representatives this week approved a bill um, from the United States Senate that rolls back um, Obama era regulations that protected um, basically our browsing history on the internet yeah from being sold um by internet um isps by internet service providers um for advertisement purposes without our permission so it's not yet law but president trump is expected to sign it and i'm just gonna start off with saying i think this is fucking bullshit yep it's a violation of just not only you know privacy but just it's how is this okay how does so anyone in the right mind think this is okay? They gave the excuse. Um, the ISPs were saying one that they were being like treated unfairly because companies that were protected by the FCC, like Facebook, didn't have to go through such stringent regulations, and that was one of their like talking points in this whole thing. And I think another interesting wrinkle was that these regulations had not yet come into effect, but were set to come into effect, and they're already right. undoing them. Um, and yeah, I'd right. like to hear Max and her y'all's knee jerk reaction to this as well. Um, where do you guys stand on having your metadata just open? You can freely sell it and give it to anybody. So the idea is that like somebody will be making a profit selling like what they know are my interests to advertising companies. Is that the like your browsing history, your search history? Oh, they said so even they stuff something about like history? health health data or something like that um your cookies I mean, well they said like if if you on the internet have to put in information to like your doctor's website or stuff they can get access to that kind of shit too yeah that's so that's that's the kind of health information that they're talking about i mean that's hella fucked up or at least it feels that way knee-jerkingly yeah like just because that's something that i consider that specifically as like confidential uh-huh. or to me at least to like me right. and my doctor I mean, of course, you can look at some of the more like less important stuff to where like, oh, no, it knows that I, you know, like Googled Ryan Gosling's haircut and it's now uh, like pitching yeah, me. Big anime yeah, boobs. Yeah, big anime <laughs> boobs. <laughs> we say, yeah. Why are you getting all these advertisements for big anime boob pillows? I, I don't know. They have advertisements? Yeah, yeah. Why do they say Dr. Yeast on them? Yeah. Well, yeah. Another package <laughs> for Dr. Yeast came in. What? Because of this, they're going to reboot Two Girls, One Cup because they're going to see everybody's browsing history. Yeah. That's, That's the kind the of future we have to look forward to if this shit the happens. one sequel that we need. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like everyone got invited to this lemon party, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> An island. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, again, you know, my knee-jerk reaction is the same. The thing that, um, you know, I, I, I tend to kind of take whatever information I got and be like, ah, this is what I believe, you know? And the only thing is, is like, I feel like I haven't really heard any counter arguments. Like I'm wondering, it seems as though this is being pushed forward, uh, because we have a Republican, you know, led house and Senate, but I don't know why this is a conservative issue for them to be like, why they're pushing. For yeah. This, basically. I think it's opposite. I think it, I think it blatantly shows, um, just corruption in government because if, if you are a government remove, like co- remove party completely, if you were just an organ that is a government and you are trying to operate as efficiently as possible, you love monopolies because monopolies have all the fucking power. So you go to one place and to, money 
and they have money and you, you go to one place to get shit done and get them to do things for you right and in this capacity our all the isps that we have now have monopolized and to such an extent that all they want to do is continue to help them so they can continue to work with them and work through them right um and and that's that kind of shadiness is what really rubs me raw another point of i think where the argument can start in the most basic sense is that i've heard some people start to bring up like just the straight up fourth amendment of the constitution to the argument, which is in the most basic sense, the right of people to be secure. And I'm reading this in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. And that should, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause. So the idea is almost like your internet search data is like your private possessions in this case. And the fact that anyone can come and take them and look at them and now even sell them is a violation of just your fundamental rights. True, but I, I would, and not that I agree though, I'm going to play devil's advocate there. What, you know, we've already deemed things like, even though because of Snowden, we've kind of changed it, but it's still basically the same. We, we have as a, as a society, because of like terrorism, have accepted the Patriot Act um, into our lives. We've, we've accepted wiretapping our phones, like the internet. You know, that's why the big thing with Apple, when they refused to, you know, break their own encryption for the San Bernardino uh, shooter um, occurred. We've become so accustomed to just as long as we're safe, this is fine. Yeah. And I think that's why this outrage is just not at the, you know, it's people are it like millennials. We're all pissed off because we understand the issues at hand. We didn't, you know, we were all kids when that shit happened at 9-11. We all remember it, but we weren't, you know, emotionally or intelligently, you know, fucking aware of what was going on. And it's, I don't feel like the people who are passing these laws care about anything other than like what chase was saying, there's money involved. If you go, I was looking at some of the Republicans who voted for, and you know, I'm not just trying to pick on Republicans, but it was, it was a party line vote in the Senate, not a single Democrat voted for it. I want you to go look at the Republicans and I want you to see what hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some of them got from AT&T from Comcast and lobbying and see their corresponding vote to how they fucking voted uh, to strip those rules. So it's, you know, it's a combination of a lot of things. And, you know, maybe if that the recent healthcare bill is anything, if people are pissed off enough about it, maybe it won't go. But it's already been passed through two chambers of Congress. And, so. I, and I think it's a salient point bringing up the whole, uh, you know, the Patriot Act and like San Bernardino and all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, is like, I feel like that was like propagated fear, right? You were like, oh, well, like every, Completely everyone's agree. kind of afraid. So now we're going to kind of like knee jerk reaction and we'll do something so that everyone kind of quells that fear Feels and they safer. can kind of like, you know, push yeah. the envelope yeah. a little bit. But I don't really know, like, what is the fear right now? I mean, is it ISIS? Is that is that what people are? Is it? Well, it's the, un, it's the unknown, right? Because when's the last time we've, well, maybe, you know, granted, maybe we don't hear about them. Th- tell me a time where we've uh, publicly thwarted a terrorist attack. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's the unknown. We can't, you know, the best we can do is gather all this information and that's the justification, right? And maybe it is justified, but the argument is, you know, collecting all this information to try and prevent these terrorist attacks from happening. But I mean, isn't... But then we go down this deep fucking rabbit hole of what's the limit. But isn't this more does based it work? around ads and corporate interest yeah. and stuff as opposed to criminality? No, right. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and like, you know, like talking to the Fourth, the fourth uh, Amendment that you were talking about um, that, that sounds like that's also more of like a 
if you're going to be tried or if you're going to be charged with something, then you have to have like the people who are going to be looking through your records or documents or going through your house, like they have to have a probable cause. But it's not necessarily like all of our search history is absolutely incriminating of everything that we've been doing or anything. It's just, it's just what we've done, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. I guess it's just, I'm, I'm dividing the line between like how much of this is about like fear and all this kind of stuff. And like, you know, people being afraid of radicalists and all this kind of stuff. And then how much of it is just yeah. like corporate I mean, money I, ads. I, I brought up, I see it more as just like corporate corruption. Um, but I did bring up the fourth amendment thing just to maybe try to walk the line of is your internet history a part of your private possessions and is taking it right. and all of it is that, you know, unconstitutional essentially. But yeah, I mean, um, I'm not happy about it. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I, the witty banner yeah. consensus. I also think it's a salient point that like the the majority of the people that are enacting this stuff um, aren't really going to. Uh, well, maybe they will. Maybe we'll see. But like, if there is this sort of case where they sort of open the floodgates and sort of like this almost reminds me of South Park this last season where everybody the the <laughs> troll. Um, software or whatever where everyone's search history or whatever became uh you know made available to everybody <laughs> right. and then the whole world just like blew, blew up, up and, and like yeah. everyone's lives were ruined um yeah it kind of reminds me of that and like i don't i don't i don't know if it's going to be exploited to the fact where like everyone needs to feel you know like afraid but i do definitely feel like I don't have any, I don't really have any privacy outside of just the four walls, you know, like in my room kind of thing anymore, which kind of is, it's a weird. Barely that. Yeah, a weird, yeah, maybe not even, you know, who knows? So it is a weird future to go into. I would say that like we're, there are the two sides of why they're doing this. And that's like, we've already discussed like corporate corruption and like to make money and then like the excuse is like a terror prevention or something right. like that, right? Yeah. So if, just to play devil's advocate, if we were able to use this information sometimes in the near future and it did prevent some sort of terrorist attack, mm-hmm. do you think that you would feel better about it? Do you think that when you no. viewed, like, if you saw something that was like, potentially could have been as terrible as the attack in France, but was prevented due to us getting this information now, would you still feel like, the way of like, oh, I don't want them looking like, would you still feel the equal weight of that versus I feel like that weird about them looking at my search history? I don't know, man. Like I honestly feel like at the end of the day, if you have a a person who is capable and conscious, you're not going to be able to stop them from doing something horrible, ludicrous. Don't even try. Yeah. Like put your phone away, turn your TVs off and shit, go in your room. You can make a fucking homemade bomb and walk into a crowded place and do it if you want to. I don't know. I don't, and I don't understand how like access to somebody's search history, maybe you'll be like targeted, but you're not going to just like know when that person's going to do exactly what they're going to do and stop them. I don't even know how that would work, but maybe that's just because I don't know. I don't know. The the biggest thing that rubs me the wrong way about just the massive and we've kind of sub, switched to a different subject altogether with just the the spying that goes on and the massive data collection. I would if they could just give me even this little bit and just be transparent about what they collect and how they collect it. You know, it's just the fact that all of this shit goes on 
And every time there's a leak or any time information comes out about what's happening behind the scenes, it always is. It looks fucking terrible. Yeah. And it looks like they're trying to fucking hide it. And it looks like they're trying to get away with whatever they fucking can. And that's just it. I hate it, you know? Yeah. And how does this play with like the black market of the Internet or the dark Internet or whatever? Right. Like what happens when that information, you know, say what you will, maybe, you know, it's there, whatever. Like they don't use it. Let's, you know, let's uh, play in that scenario. It's just sitting there, theoretically, right? Like, we all thought, what was it, a year or so ago? Um, oh, iCloud's fucking encrypted to all hell, right? It's Apple. It's fine. How many celebrities got their, you know, their shit hacked, and there's, you know, nude photos of women, um, you know, out there against their will. The fact is, it'll be there. That's my biggest argument, and, you know, against it, is it'll be there. It's a target at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, I'm not okay with the argument that, you know, I'm not saying anyone's making it, but the argument with like the NSA has always been, and I, I find the same argument here. If you have nothing to hide, why does it matter? That's a bullshit argument. Like you have that right. You have the fourth amendment right to not have the government on your fucking back. Yeah. You shouldn't have to defend it. It's just fucking there. Yep. Right. It shouldn't be, oh, we should chip it away a little bit. No, like, I'm sorry. Like I get the whole, you know, if we prevent one terrorist attack thing, if there's my compromise of this has always been, um, you know, some checks and balances, you know, there's a secret FISA court that gives out, you know, warrants that we'll never hear about, which is also shady as hell. Like, you know, Chase is uh, being here. Cause every time something gets brought up, they're like, Oh, well who issued warrant? Oh, we don't need to talk about that. It's, it's fine. It's like, <laughs> there's like, there's no fucking transparency about it. And it's, I'm just, I'm not okay with that anymore. We've been doing this shit for fucking, what is it? 16 years now. So, but is there, I mean, I just, think, have y'all, I think it's a slippery slope. Have y'all, uh, do y'all think that there was ever a possibility that we'd be going into a future where there actually was like a sacred sense of privacy? I mean, is no, it is it is it done. ever eroding? <laughs> is it always going to be uh, something that's diminishing, basically? Until it's eventually, yeah, gone. I think so. Until everyone has to be like fully, basically accountable a hundred percent of the time for everything you ever yeah. do. Yeah, and I, because the advancement of technology, like, look, at, I've been on my phone like five or six times. <laughs> yeah, I since like we've just this conversation, let alone this podcast. Like this right here, the government knows who the fuck I am. Yeah, I bring yeah. this thing with me everywhere. I mean, like, yeah, I'm sitting know, here like a total where hypocrite. Car is, dude. They know. <laughs> they know yeah, all. like I'm gonna, you know, I'm sitting here arguing against it, but I'm, I'm a problem. Like, I buy a new iPhone every year. I, I need all the new tech always. I'm part of the problem as technology continues to go forward. There's going to be more and more just, you know, privacy just stripped away and kind of we're kind of being sheep about it. Like, let's be honest. They're like, "Ooh, it's a shiny fucking toy. And we're not like thinking about the cons that come along with yep. it because of the pros. So I, think that I don't think it's ever coming back. I think we're kind of fucked, to be honest with you. Everybody thinks about the cons, but it doesn't outweigh the immediacy of the pros. Right. And now. are they you know clearly I mean? cons? Like, is it made clear to us? Like, these are what you're giving up. It is. I mean, and I'll go ahead and end the conversation with with this. Whenever I can't remember the name of the act, but it was passed under the Justice Department of Eric Holder, and it was the law that created the terms of service. It was an anti-hacking measure, and the idea that anything what what hacking was was using any piece of technology, um, a, using it for any sort of means that it wasn't originally made for that became a hack that became illegal and so what 
Everyone in the world has to fucking sit there and agree to terms of services that they all break. And you know what that means? If everyone fucking breaks it, that means they can go after anybody they want. And that's the whole idea with why people should fight the ever eroding privacy is because once they know everything about you, it's not a matter of them finding somebody. It's a matter of them saying, oh, we're going to focus on you now. Let's look through your shit. Okay, we got you for these reasons. Come with us. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so... Anyway, that's that's where I would probably end it. I mean, this is this has been a fun and engaging conversation. So, thank you, Nick, for bringing the story. Yeah. Sure, I like I like to start fires. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, the show's been burning ever since you got on it, so it's perfect. Uh, let's go ahead. And- <laughs> I'm gonna take that as a compliment. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, you know think about these deep cuts for a little bit. Start checking all of our pantries for cameras and stuff in the mm-hmm. meantime, and then we will come back and rate this beer. Okay, bit up all people. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. All right, anyway. Dude. <laughs> well, uh, let's get a little bit of a halftime going on this beer. What do you guys think so far? I've been like really I've, pacing I, myself. I've noticed that you haven't drank any, and there's more in your bottle too. I know. I, I think I just want to like leave. <laughs> I wanted to leave a lot for the second half of the show so I could just really get some quaffing. You don't want to be too drunk for this section. So yeah. smart, of course. Uh, uh, dude, I liked your descriptor about nuttiness. I really feel like there that's where like the depth and the backbone is coming. But this is one of the first beers I feel like can accurately be described as like buttery. Oh yeah. Like it's almost that kind of density here. Like it's <laughs> it's like a sweet fucking pastry, you know? Yeah. It reminds me very uh, like a like a croissant. You know what I mean? A croissant. Like a European croissant. <laughs> Real quick quick aside, we used to work at the sandwich bar where we had croissants that we would put sandwiches on. And I worked with this <laughs> this chick. You you probably, uh, you remember her, Max, her name was Jessica. Mm-hmm. Jessica Hayden, was, she's cool <laughs> as hell. Um, and, but she was like just totally, she would skin a deer. You know, she yeah, was that kind of, she was like a hunter, outdoorsy kind of person. Yeah. Okay. And like love Bud Light, but every time someone <laughs> wanted bread, she's like, "Do you want, you know, uh, like a baguette? You want sourdough? Do you want a croissant?" And I'm like, "Holy <laughs> shit, Jessica! Please don't ever say it like that again." And she always, if did. I had a long enough mustache, I'd be twirling it right now for you as you say croissant. And every time they ask you to repeat yourself, just get more and more vague. A croissant. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yes, I agree. I think this beer is very croissant Yes. <laughs> so we've croissant-y. decided it's a very croissant beer. Uh, I don't have too much else to say about it. I mean, it's like high on the drinkability meter. Uh-huh. Yeah, or sorry, the chugger meter. Sorry. Said Hi- that higher than I was expecting, given the kind of like regal presentation of the bottle, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. You almost look at it and I was like, I was thinking this was going to be like, sting of alcohol and drink with your meal yeah sort of like yeah pairing beer but, but it, it, no, it, no, no. it is it does wash down pretty nice i almost like am tempted to feel like it gives me the same sort of thing that like a dunkel does 
um, where it's kind of it's malty and it's drinkable, but it has a little bit of complexity, but not like too much. It's still kind of like it's almost like a. I, I could almost see myself drinking this at uh, like at a worst fest kind of deal, you know, yeah. just like throwing it back because it's good and different, but it's not too much. Yeah. You know? What um, about uh, what about you, Nick? How's that? Orange, <laughs> orange, opening. There's up. something called potassium in it. I don't, I don't know what the fuck oh, that is. Um, like, I'm just gonna read the nutrition facts. To be honest yeah, with go you, go for it. There's no fat in it, so like, what's oh, the point? We like, we're Americans. Like, let's come on. So it must be good for you. Um, oh, it's a skinny. It's a skinny Gatorade. I didn't realize that. <laughs> do you see? Do you see uh, now? Uh, what is <laughs> the secret to Nick's fitness regime? He's sixty percent orange. <laughs> this is bullshit. I, I'm sixty percent total fat, zero grams. Yeah, it's. <laughs> oh man, it's it's a sorry. Right. It's only got eighty calories too, so it's just like I'm having an existential crisis right now because I'm I'm starting to realize as I look at myself on the video chat, like why I am the way I am. <laughs> starting to figure it out. Oh man. Well, uh, before you, show up <laughs> before you start, you know, just festering over that idea, let's uh, let's talk about a little something else. We almost had it, but then the suits got their hand in four to four. Look, I'm just saying, I've had better salami plates. Two out of five. Got to be the best album I've ever heard. Three out of eight. Yeah, it's a review. review. We all watched mm-hmm. the uh, resurgence of a famous comedian. Dave Chappelle, the Netflix original Chappelle show. Yeah, or the Netflix, uh, I don't know what you would call them. Netflix series, exclusives. Special, yeah, special. specials. Netflix exclusive specials, which there were two one-hour sessions, making mm-hmm. two hours of complete footage. Different and, material. Uh, yeah, completely different material in both of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to kind of start us off, what did you guys think? Ooh. When I, yeah, I don't really, that's exactly I, my. Re- I'm not. I just want to throw it out right now. All the little gasps that came from everybody was my exact emotions. <laughs> In the, I mean, the, the, um, all uh, about croissant, croissant, croissant. The thing about comedy and comedians is like one. I don't find a lot of comedians funny, and I don't really know what makes me tick. But I know that I grew up with Dave Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle's always been one of my favorites. Dude, mm-hmm. top five. And, He's like yeah. top five. Yeah, like I mean, two his, or three of his other you know performances are in my top five. Like, yeah, you know skits. So, or, and I so I was very happy to feel like he had returned to his old form, but not in a way that was like retreading ground because he did throw in I feel like contemporary themes and I always feel like that is the mark of like the great comedians are the ones that can take almost like like really good literature can describe things about the times or even the human experience in very like easily digestible ways I feel like the greatest comedians do that through jokes you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like there was a degree of that in Dave Chappelle's uh, stand-ups this time around where he was talking much more about um, like gay rights and just gay people, and he had like some hilarious uh, trans jokes mm-hmm. that like that just had me fucking rolling. And that's what I also mark. That's that's when I know, thought to myself, "This is good," is because he had me laughing at shit hard at stuff that like I generally like. I, like if someone 
I wouldn't know how to make anyone laugh at that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, like he came in fucking hot and heavy with rape jokes. <laughs> and rape is not funny. Oh, okay, we're going we're going straight into the rape jokes. All right. It's like rape's not funny. Those rape jokes were fucking hysterical. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. And so it's that it's that kind of dance that I have to like tip my hat to him and say that like he's still he's got it, man. Like he's still a fucking funny and smart dude, you know? Yeah. The nonchalantness that I think he brings to the stage as well seems to really get me in. Because, like, the jokes that made me laugh the most were those just, like, I mean, like him kind of keeping track of time based on the amount of Bill Cosby rapes that had happened yet. You know, like, yeah. like, shit like that. Like that. And he would throw those in between and be like, oh, I mean, by this time, he'd only raped, like, 20 people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was those little jokes and those little quips that really, like... Pulled me in. He only rapes to save. Yeah, rapes but he the, does rape. Yes, but he does rape. <laughs> you know, I mean, there was. I mean, there's just some hilarious. There are definitely some hilarious bits. There are definitely some like, you know, drier areas. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like that's you know goes without saying. I don't think it was either of the specials were too consistent all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely found the second a lot funnier than the first one. I don't really know why. <laughs> really, I, found, I, I was the opposite. Me too. I found really? the funnier. I found the first one to be much funnier. Really? Me too. I'm not sure what my thing was, but I don't know. I, just, I didn't think the first one was as funny as the second one. And I'm not really... I mean, again, we've already talked about the struggles of trying to review a yeah, you don't comedic performance too much. without... Well, one, I mean, I feel like in the, in the second one, he covered more uh, themes of like home life and like stuff with his family, which a lot of comedians do. And it's when you talk about family and those kind of jokes and stories, like clearly they're either completely made up or they're heavily embellished. And mm-hmm. it's like, how well can you do family jokes? Right. Yeah. And I thought he did them right. very well. And like the talk about his his want of like fame and recognition again with like the Kevin Hart concert yeah. and his kid and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like it was very, yeah, I thought it was very good. Oh man. Yeah. The whole, like the whole first special, I felt like uh, the theme was like, he's a man out of time, right? He's been gone for like how long now? And it felt like, you know, he was coming like the entire uh, of the first one, the entire just topic and theme and feel of the first one was just, Hey, I'm coming back. What did I miss? He's making like OJ Simpson jokes. He's talking about, you know, um, what a hero, like not jokingly, how crushed he was that Bill Cosby, his hero, yeah. Yeah. turned out to be a rape, alleged rapist, rapist, like that's, yeah, let's yeah. be honest. I mean, um, and he, like, it was great. Like, and you said he was taking, uh, like going through time based on, uh, the, like the Cosby rapes too. I loved, he's like, I'm going to tell you about four times that I met OJ Simpson. Just this drops him. Throughout, yeah. The- yeah, just randomly, and now I'm going to tell you about the third time I met OJ. And you know, it was funny. I liked the second one more just because I felt he was more comfortable. Yeah. It didn't feel like that kind of guy that had been gone for. I mean, he did it? the it whole was- like smoke a cigarette on stage thing. It was in Austin too. Well, yeah. that yeah, fair. And you fair. know, like yeah. I feel like that's something that you can do and really come off like an asshole, mm, and yeah. he didn't. And that probably didn't yeah. speak to the comfort level that he did have on stage. And people throwing cigarettes at him too. Yeah, he did the whole. I thought he played the whole uh, banana peel thing off very well too. Yeah, <laughs> and the, that was the second one, right? Yeah, that was the second one. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, and apparently, I didn't know this. The the fucking banana peel throwing incident apparently happened in my state. Oh which, really? Which, which I did. Yeah, apparently happened in Santa Fe here in New Mexico. I was sitting there, I was like, oh, I just no. kind of sat back in my chair. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it's kind of hard to review. Like it was Chappelle. Yeah. Like. It was a little far removed from where, you know, his greatness, but it was still great. 
Yeah. And so like, I don't want to try to dive deep and come up with some sort of and like grasp for, for insight, but you know, I'll, I'll just finish up by touching on like him at, you could see the genuine uh, side of him when he, when he did talk about like how heartbroken he was about hearing about Bill Cosby or like just quick asides where he'd be like, you could tell he was fucking, it was like real talk, you know, like he was speaking directly at you and his ability to kind of balance that with the jokes, I think also speaks to his talent as a comedian. Um, but overall, like I found the first one to be the stronger, the second one, the way it opened it didn't really click with me. And I just found myself not laughing as much. And in both of them, though, there was like, it was, it was prime time Dave Chappelle, like with the delivery of his jokes, like that nonchalantness that you're talking about, Max, like his facial expressions, his quiet, sometimes subtle delivery Mm. that really makes his jokes work was all there. And that's like the quintessential Dave Chappelle to me, but it didn't reach the heights of his like what I would call masterpieces of his other two specials. So I'll give this one on the whole I'll probably say the first one was like an 8.5 and the second was like a 7.5. So I'll go with the flat eight for all of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a five out of seven. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> all you math scale, scale, man. out there, figure out what that is out of 10. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, just, just as an aside, I didn't really get to speak to it generally. Um, basically I, I was kind of surprised because I remember like the things he was saying kind of before he left where he was like reflecting on like what he does as a comic. And I almost feel like I remember him saying stuff like I pretty much only do like racial humor and I say the N word all the time. And like, I kind of don't want to do that anymore. And then he started up the show and it was like pretty much the exact same yeah, thing. And I was like kind of surprised. Yeah, like, and I, and I wasn't yeah. like, like, well, dang it, why didn't he? Yeah, you know, I wasn't like that, but I was a little surprised. Like, it was straight up the guy that I remember before he left, um, yeah. just older and wiser. And I do think that it was funny that, like, a lot of the theme was, well, now I'm Dave Chappelle. So, <laughs> yeah. like, that's that's kind of his doas machina <laughs> and a lot of throughout the show. Um, uh, I don't even really like want to put a number on it. Do I have to put a number on it? You gotta it? put a number. Are on you gonna? Yo, I do. Yeah, I can put a number. I'll put it at a We're seven. Doing the peer pressure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I was laughing genuinely uh, throughout. I thought the first one was funnier too. I think that the content was just better, um, and its comedic timing is still all there. Um, but you know, I I've just had I've just had other comedians that have that have just tickled me a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah. It was just really good. I, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. It felt like it feels unfair to compare it to his other stand-up performances. Cause that's just like designing it to fail, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of a time capsule of sorts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, I like, dude, I did think it was funny. I thought that like that delivery was the stuff that I was looking for and it was there and it was hysterical. That being said, there were definitely times where like, while he is, back in the modern day and while it is kind of cool that he is still representing that same style of humor that he had before like there's definitely something about it that feels dated you're almost like comedy might have changed yeah i mean i mean it has and (laughs) also like just the quips about like you know just racially driven humor is funny you know Mm -hmm. like it definitely is but then there's just sometimes and i'm not saying that dave Chappelle necessarily did it that much but I just, I know, and it might be like other people that do racial humor that I don't think is funny. 
Yeah. That makes me like when I kind of like, I just get almost like that predisposition to like even joke setups yeah. where I'm just like, uh, this is like, it just feels like uh, you've done that. You know what it I mean? It became like, like a motif that, you know? throughout for him to just be like, tough time for the black man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, right. Like, yeah, okay, exactly. Well. And, and <laughs> I agree, but yeah. I yeah. So, but yeah, one of my favorite, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that like all the jokes, like even like jokes within that made me laugh. And then like my favorite ones were usually just the ones that kind of came out of these extreme corners, like with the fucking subtle, like, com- like combining subtlety and like extreme topics, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, was just what cracked me up. Uh, but I will just go ahead and I'm going to also give it a seven too as well. Okay. Fair. Yeah. What were you going to say, Nick? Before? Oh, just uh, as a, uh, not to drop the race card as a Hispanic guy. I, my favorite joke was one where he was like, yeah, I want to thank you. Like you were saying earlier, Chase, uh, like there was a lot of gay jokes and trans jokes. He's like, I want to thank uh, gays, the Mexicans for taking yeah. the new mantle for oppression these last couple of years. Thanks for giving us a break. We yeah, appreciate right. it. And I was sitting there. I was like, ah, that's funny. It's that's oh, sad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, like you said, like, it's funny. Like it is like, yeah. you know, it's just, it came at the right time. I feel like we've been, it's been a divided, like what, two ish years more so than usual. It's, it was nice to have like this kind of moment of, Hey, we can laugh about this for once. Yeah. Right. yeah and I think that's, that also just speaks to the fact that it did do a good job is that yeah. he, that tension was broken away because he was able to break it away. You yeah. know, and that's not easy to do. True. Not at all. But yeah, I'm. I was happy. I was happy with the way they were because they could have been much worse. You know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, uh, you know, it's not easy to break that tension, but it is easy to uh, send in an email to the show, mm-hmm. like some people I'm sure have. So let's go ahead and take a quick segue over to Nick's mail corner. It's Nick's mail corner. Okie doke. Oh God. <laughs> All right, so we got a couple questions for this episode. We got a few more that we're going to keep in the bag. I don't know if you heard at the start of the show. This is episode number 99. Episode number 100 is going to be a little different, a little celebratory, and we hope to have a nice stash of questions. So oh, yeah. go ahead and start sending them in. I don't want to have Woody to think Banter of show. anything to do, so if you guys could just send in a bunch of questions. Yeah, so we're going to be treasure air, troving. Totally great. <laughs> yep. So uh, I'm reaching back into the Brie Adams bag for one of the last questions that she sent in, a part of the huge list. And I think this is a really interesting one. Like, I I think this is a cool question. She asks, what is your favorite sound and why? And she says, mine is scissors cutting paper. Love the sound of scissors cutting paper. (laughs) I think this is an interesting question. Yeah. Interesting. I think I've got one if people still need to think. Uh, Yeah, I got one too. Take us off. You go ahead and go. Okay. And this is going to sound weird, but I think it's going to be one of those ones like, oh, you're right. I love the sound of like ripping off the or breaking like the shrink wrap or something off like a new electronic. Like it's new. You're just breaking into it. Like, and this is kind of cheating at like the smell of something new, like a new electronic, like the fucking just that new. It's not a new car smell. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, look at this fucking plastic you never see. Um, I don't because that sound evokes more emotions of like Christmas Day, like the Nintendo sixty four kid. Of course, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, like now I'm a dumb, like oh, a new iPhone, and then deep down I'm like, you wrap it before oh, I you actually open it. New iPhone. Yeah, I was like, why did I spend all this money? It's the same one. Um, <laughs> that's inevitably me every year, and then I try to justify it to myself as an Apple fanboy. Um, Max. Yeah. Oh, What's yeah. Your favorite sound. Uh, mine are like distant fireworks. Really? Yeah. Really? Like being uh. inside my house and hearing like 
going mm-hmm. off just makes me feel very like it just makes me feel like it's festive you know what i mean like where everybody's <laughs> out it's like you can hear people having fun mm-hmm. you know what let's I mean? play ball it's for game real day. dude <laughs> <laughs> that and the song marlins will soar are probably yeah, my two favorite, favorite sounds, sounds. I uh, wouldn't really consider it a music. Or... <laughs> My favorite sound is yell. Yeah, real talk. But I think I I think I'm gonna throw two in there. Um, one of my favorite sounds is when I don't think my car door would count, but when you have like a really solid car door shut, it's just like kadunk. It's just like, oh my god, that was secure as fuck. Yeah, something um, locked into place and it is not moving. And then also outfit. just the old, you know, the old uh, standby of like crackling wood uh, oh, in a fire. Dude, that's amazing. Oh yeah, that's, that's just that's a good one. That's just that's like a really good like one. primal, and you're just like, yeah, warmth. Yeah, yeah. fucking warmth. I'm burning that yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, let's burn wood. Right, I'm gonna, it's I'm uh, I'm going to go in a different, <laughs> sorry, I can't help it, man. Like, Hunter, I still probably on a daily basis sing that song to myself. Dude, it's unreal um, how much I love that song. I know. It's it's unbelievable. Okay, I'm going to go a little different direction with my favorite sound. All right, so you know how, like, you hear things differently in your own head than someone would hear, like, outside? Yes. I love the sound of my own back popping. Mm. Yeah, see that. When you get a good, satisfying back pop, I think the sound is totally a part of the experience. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Or any yeah, any real good pop feels feels like the sound contributes to the satisfaction of the pop. Chase used to like literally break his back in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and you like guys are violently. thinking, yeah, and you guys are thinking like, oh, he'd twist and it would pop. It's like, no, what Chase would do is he would kind of like. <laughs> Put his weight back and into his shoulders, and then he would like lean back and then kind of like lift himself <laughs> up and then fall. And then, like, the top half would just go and just like fall up and then yank back up. And he'd be like, Oh, yeah, that was a good pat or a pop. And I was like, Dude, you're gonna fucking you're like, gonna die, die this way one day. Hey, would man. you describe would you Work describe it as him going like full Christopher Reeve with his back? Like, is that kind of <laughs> getting <laughs> pretty fucking close, dude? More Stephen Hawking, yeah. It wasn't no okay. Involved, okay, that's so. right. I just wanted to get you know an all-encompassing like visual, just sound of him popping <laughs> yeah. his back. Thank you. All right, this <laughs> next question comes from Ben Ebig, a Woody Banter super fan. Nick, you might know Ben. I talk with him on Twitter quite a bit. He has like over 150 platinum trophies on PSN. The dude's holy a fuck. Man. But does he have the Neo <laughs> yeah, platinum <wow>. trophies? <laughs> I have 20, and I'm proud about that. That's damn good, man. Uh, so he says, "What's oh, up, brothers? This week I have a semi-serious question." I'm currently taking a film class, and for our next project, we're going to be making music videos. Do you have any recommendations for songs that would be good to turn into a music video? Oh, man. In general, or that don't already have music videos? Yeah, choose one that doesn't have a music video, man. Or I guess one that you really are like, that music video did not do it justice. Yeah. Well, I would naturally think that I would go with a a shorter song, right? Because the longer the song the more difficult and stringent the video process would be. Um, I don't know. Does Ignition Does Ignition Remix have a music video? <laughs> Ignition Remix? Oh, my God. I almost it, feel like you could, I'm sure you could it score has some one. serious points in your class by making something funny like that. I think, I think you'll like this. Maybe you too, Max. I always like wondered what a, um, a music video for like Teenagers for Mars would be like. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, by the Misfits. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be actually, yeah, punk songs would be really good because they are very short. I think doing a Misfits song would be awesome because there's a ton of attitude in those songs. Yeah, dude. Hmm. 
Um, I don't know. I feel like whenever I like, I gotta think of songs that. What about songs with narratives? You know, like you could help, like that tell a story. A, yeah, you could help put uh, pictures to the words. Yeah. Um. Fuck. I don't know, man. Somebody else go because I'm like <laughs> super drawn a blank. The first thing that came to mind was I really want to see an extended Six Flags theme song commercial, but yeah. into just the entire music video of just that old man dancing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they already. Beat ah, us that's got to be one already. Yeah, right. <laughs> but professionally done, like now with that, now with some stunt, like that old man needs to commit. Like if he's gonna fucking be the Six Flags guy, he has to do it for the whole three and a half minutes or whatever it's gonna be. Yeah. Well, I feel you can have some Gatorade. I feel kind of silly, but like, why is there no official music video to Marlins Will Soar? I mean, there's just gotta Ooh. be. You know, I mean, the real question here is <laughs> who do, who do you get to direct that though? Like, who is the director equivalent of Scott Stapp? It's gotta be M Night Shyamalan. You get M Night Shyamalan to M. do Night Marlins Will Soar. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That I was gonna say Michael resi- Bay. I was gonna say Michael Bay too. That's so weird. Yeah, dude. Michael Bay is the Scott Michael Stapp Bay. of fucking directing. Just like Marlon's like flying and exploding. It's like matches perfectly because pain and gain is like one of my guilty pleasures when it comes to movies. Yeah. Because that movie Oh, that's a fantastic yeah, that movie's movie. really good, but it's a Michael Bay film. So I don't talk about it that often. Did you give an answer, Chase? Right. Um I think I'll piggyback. I'll 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 throw in my lot with a Misfit song. That or like if you wanted to do like just an epic Tom Sawyer or like you know what I mean. I think I think that one would work pretty well. Yeah, I feel like Tom Sawyer can go in a, like a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Dude, by the way, I just have to throw this in there. There was like I was watching a a, a new preview that came up for the Fate of the Furious, and guess who fucking. <laughs> Acts as though they're gonna be fighting in it. Chase, guess what, what do you mean? What do you mean, acts? There, there's, there's a scene Is where Donnie this, Yen. In there's it? a scene where two people look like they're about to throw down and fight in it. And I'm asking you, given our witty banner history, who might that? <laughs> oh, be? Oh, it's Mark. It's Mark fucking Wahlberg. No, it's The Rock and Jason <laughs> Statham, which is the <laughs> no shit. Yeah, dude. They like. I'm gonna, We're gonna have a definitive ass. answer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, we have to go fucking watch this. <laughs> but <laughs> review of uh, the Fate of the Furious it was super coming soon. I was like, of all fucking celebrities, you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we got a couple more questions in the bag that we're going to say for our episode 100 bonanza. Max, do you, I'll go ahead and kind of let the listeners know what the plan is for that one. I think we're going to be it. a few days late with episode number 100. The plan is to do um, beer reviews of malt liquor. So I'll probably tweet out the the drinks that we'll be having. I'm guaranteed it'll be like Old English Mickey's and something else. I was going to say those, those two and then a surprise. Yeah. Was, yeah. We'll be doing it on a weekend um, getting after it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to return to the days of shitty banter. It's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, that's all the mail. So I, I guess we can, we can wrap it up. Go ahead and get on out of here. Well, well uh, if you guys want, let's just go ahead and rate this beer. Okay. All right. Will do. I want you all to go first. I don't know what to say. Man, like, this beer, like, I like it a lot. I think that when I picked it out, because I know we're all picking out beers to do for the show, uh, I expected it to have a little bit more of a punch because that's how I remember it. But I think that that was mostly just because I was looking back on it, you know, reminiscing 
on like my first or like one of the first few more crafty beers that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I think what it stands out for now is like the smoothness, that butteriness, that like nuttiness base to it, that very pub beer style to where it has like a weight and a thickness, but it's not necessarily heavy. Um, I like that. I mean, I, I like that kind of beer. I think that like that sort of creamy undertone to it makes it very like pleasant and palatable while not being too heavy. So I'm going to go ahead and say this is a very solid 7.5. Okay. On the adjusted scale, I assume. Yes. Which okay. is like, dude, that was like a 8.5 or a <laughs> yeah. 9 in the last one. <laughs> yeah. But this is the adjusted scale. So I'm also going to give a 7.5. Um, I just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like, I just want to start by saying it's like a really solid beer. Like it, it, it has solid mouthfeel. It goes down easy. It's like a quick finish, but um, it's not like lacking anything. It's super like it's malty and nutty, and it does have that sweetness or whatever. Um, and I and I think I was just surprised. I just felt like maybe I hadn't had many Scottish ales, and like even just looking at the bottle and stuff, I thought it would be a little bit more of a uh, you know a little bit more of a, a punch. But it's really refreshing and nice. Um, I I don't know if it's like I don't know. There's it's not like blowing me away, so I'm not gonna give it an eight or or above. Um, but seven point five is just like I would definitely recommend this to somebody. You know, like if somebody was like, "Have you had yeah, that? For sure. Should I try it?" I'll be like, "Yeah." In fact, I think I might get that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna follow up and also just fall in line and do a seven point five as well. First what I'll say about my across the board, across like, the, line. the first time, it's across the board, man. It's, awesome. it's got the definitive witty banter seven point five. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> they should be fu- so, proud. <laughs> yeah, what I want to add to this is it's it's one of the few times that I've felt a beer has just skated has stood alone on its just malt characteristics. Like usually when it's like, Oh, it's kind of got some maltiness to it. Like I'm just trying to comment generally on like maybe a grainy taste I have in my mouth or a general, like a sweetness. This beer is like sweet, but it's, it's deep and it's rich, but that richness does not carry through to its drinkability. Like I had to kind of hold myself back from not just finishing this whole beer pretty quickly in this episode. And the fact that it can be drank so well, and it does feel like such a pub ale, like you were talking about Hunter. Um, I really love that. Like, yeah, it's not some really cool, complex in your face beer. Uh, but it's like, it feels just like an easy, safe choice for a great conversation with good friends. You know, that's kind of what this whole show is about. And so like, I, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. So, uh, Nick, you know, put some numbers on that <laughs> orange Gatorade or what? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So there's 7% sodium. You know, that's a big, that's a big thing. Like apparently there's a shitload of salt in Gatorade. Yeah. And there's, yeah. Elect- which is kind of, it's kind of like disturbing now that I look at it. There's 160 um, milligrams, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go like a solid seven out of 160 okay. for this Gatorade. Okay, there we go, seven out of one. Good, not great. Yeah. Okay. Good, that's not your great. good, not that's great. Going, hey, it's got that's going yeah. in the spreadsheet. It's got what plants crave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a yeah solid reference, dude. There's a drinkability. Nick, thank you for being on the show, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, Nick, glad you got. Yeah, thank you for having me. Make it awesome. Um, if anybody wants to like find you anywhere, how can they do that, Nick? 
Oh, um, you can donate to my GoFundMe. No, um, <laughs> you can just follow me on Twitter at uh, at the Nick Salazar, and then Salazar. I also Twitch stream very irregularly. So yeah, yeah maybe... somehow you have way more followers than I do. So yeah. and then the, when I streamed Horizon, I was like, I had like fucking a thousand people watching me, and then I didn't stream the next night because I don't know how Twitch works. Totally killed that momentum. Yeah, that's, uh, so that's all nuts. those people were waiting the next day, and then they just hopped. Where's Nick? Where the fuck is it? Yeah, people were tweeting me like Nick. People were tweeting me like Nick. People people were tweeting me the next day like, are you gonna stream Horizon? And I was like, Nah, I'm tired now. I'll, 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 no, I'll get on Friday night. You such <laughs> yeah, exactly. That classic dude uh, who doesn't know what he sh- has. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? People should also and people are watching him from afar. Like Nick, how could you drop such <laughs> an opportunity? But, but Nick? why? You could be famous. <laughs> you could be the next beauty pie. Uh, but if you want to follow are, one of well, us. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, people should also go to your website, man. We oh, got to plug yeah. Man Campaign Please, because yes, your yes. website is dope. Oh, yeah. I totally told like the rest of the staff that I was going to plug it, and I didn't mention it once until you brought it up. I've been featured one time on the site, so I feel like i got to pull my weight a little bit. <laughs> A little bit, thank you. I appreciate. It. Yeah, instead of the co-founder, thank you for reminding the person that came on the show to fuck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have like a video game tech, whatever the fuck Chase wrote lifestyle website thing, and then Moses like fucking reviews Gilmore Girls and why I let that on my website <laughs> is beyond me. Um, <laughs> um, it's because I'm desperate for content. Yeah. That's why. Um, I need to clicks, dude. <laughs> Dude clicks everything. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, maincampaign.com, and then it's I think it's main campaign on Twitter. Thank thank God I know that I don't run the Twitter. So cool, awesome. Yeah, right on. Cool, check it out. I, I piss people off on that. I just yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for having me on. I, I had a lot of fun, especially the uh, you know the yeast was really the what yeast drove it was real thick. Come back if you so. ever want some more. Uh, or <laughs> if you're looking for it at home, uh, you can always just go check out wittybantershow.com. Like over almost a hundred yeasty episodes on there for you, <laughs> as well as if you want to follow me, uh, it's at Doctor. No, I'm joking. It's at probably Max. And if you want to follow Chase, at Bodacious Chase, of course. Um, I know we've already said it a million times, but Nick, thank you so much again for being on. Really, it was awesome. Yeah, of course. And remember to tweet Chase uh, that Halo Reach is the best yeah, Halo because he loves yeah, that. If you also agree that Bloom on the reticle in Halo oh, was a good idea, no, you did if you not. also believe that, okay, when you guys let Chase that? know because Chase likes talking about it. Chase says that you know adds this level of you know like complex gameplay that you know you couldn't find in previous Halos. Anyway, guys, thank you. so Masterful much. gameplay. All of you guys with your thumbs who are got got busy thumbs right now, get ready to be systematic destroyed by me when you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's get on out of here before we start internet trolling any more than we already have. So, uh... Bitto, bit, boop. Okay, bitto, boop, boop, boop. Bitto, bit, boop. Hello, which is the best, boop. <laughs> <laughs>